0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Co op Podcast, episode 225. I'm your host, Richard Blade Jr., and today I'm joined by Mr. Gary A. Swaby. How's it going, Gary?
1: It's going good, man. How are you, Rich?
0: Doing pretty good. Just uh, taking it easy on this uh, cold uh, afternoon. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by Mr. Jake James Lugo. How's it going, Mr. Lugo?
2: I'm doing good. I've been very, very busy over the last week and stuff, but I'm here to talk about some games because there is a lot to talk about. There's a lot to touch on.
0: Absolutely. Yes, you have been busy, so we we definitely will get into all of that stuff. And we are joined by Miss Dana Abercrombie. How's it going, Dana? Hello, everyone. (laughs) All right, so we're going to be joined by Mr. Max Miller in a little while. I believe he's actually on his way home. But uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some of the games that uh, we've been playing so far this week. As you all know, Friday there was a ton of games that came out. Um, I do have something to say on that. But, yeah, I want to ask everybody else what they have been playing first. So, uh, Mr. Lugo, how about you let us know what's been going on with you first along with what you've been playing?
2: So I've been doing a lot of different stuff outside of just playing games but still gaming related. Uh, As far as what I've been playing, I've been playing a little bit of Ghost Recon Advanced Wildlands because I've been going back and doing some more IGN guide stuff with it. I also have been playing a little bit here and there of some Street Fighter V and Ultimate, uh, was it Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, just again on and off just randomly and such, and a little bit of some Overwatch. Again, just random games I could kind of go to really quickly, just enjoy like a few sessions and then just bounce. The main reason being is because there's been a lot of other stuff happening over here that I've been doing, specifically for the website and specifically also for myself. I was actually able to get invited as a special guest speaker to Miami-Dade College not so long ago, a few days ago, that you guys can find on YouTube right now. But I was actually a guest speaker for Make Games Miami And uh, I was able to go there, talk to a bunch of uh, people that were, you know, going to the college there, studying game development, trying to be indie game developers or trying to work in the industry, and talk to them about being games media, talk about, uh, you know, being part of the games industry itself, reviews, and everything else in between. We talked about the website as well, which was pretty fun. It was interesting. So. If you guys want to see that full uh, talk that I had, my full lecture, etc., cetera, uh, definitely look on YouTube. It's, it's all pretty much being passed around. It's probably going to be passed around again tomorrow by a bunch of different places. So that's pretty cool. Besides that, I also have some new tech reviews over on the website that you guys have to check out that I did uh, for both Turtle Beach uh, headsets as well as also, you know, for Xbox One and for PlayStation 4. Uh, there was the Stealth 600 and 700 headsets that we posted up on the website. I did an unboxing and impressions of them. So you guys definitely need to check out their wireless headsets. They're pretty damn dope. They feel very comfortable and very high quality as well as also the Recon Camo headset. That's also for Turtle Beach that I got to mess around with and I unboxed it. It's just basically very similar to the Recon 150 headset headset for the playstation 4 it's just got a camo camouflage you know army decal to it and kind of you know right timing too because call of duty world war ii is coming out very very soon so pretty sure if you guys want a good headset that's kind of cheap uh but still really high quality from total beach definitely check that out but <laughs> finally the big thing i'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have already heard by now that you've probably have seen uh is that i actually did a one-on-one interview with one of my biggest role models in the industry mr colin Moriarty, uh for my tk spotlight show And it's a pretty big deal for me and also for us because a lot of people seem to be responding to it, which is pretty awesome. Uh, We not only got the episode up on the website and also up on our YouTube channel, but we also have it now on iTunes. I actually announced it a couple days ago. Me, Gary, and Rich all worked together to try to see if we get the show up on iTunes for everybody. So every single time we get a brand new episode of TK Spotlight, you're going to be able to get it in a bunch of different places that you guys can enjoy it. So either way... The episode with Colin was really special. We talked for about an hour. We talked about everything. We talked about the games industry. We talked about IGN. We talked about Kind of Funny. We talked about his uh, new stuff on YouTube, Colin's Last Stand. We talked about what it takes to get into the games industry and really make an impact, you know, to find found your own business, a whole bunch of different stuff, as well as gaming news that's been going on now, and a little bit of politics and history. But it is really, it was a cool moment for me because that's something I wanted to do for a while. He was one of the few people I wanted to get on the show for us that again top three top five people and i was glad i was able to make it happen so definitely i highly recommend if you haven't checked out that episode of tk spotlight it's on the website now it's on youtube it's on itunes it's out there for you guys i hope you all enjoy it and pretty much that's what i've been up to i've been very busy with that and there's even more surprises to come this week i got some really cool stuff that i have in the works hopefully i'll be able to talk about them very soon
0: that sounds awesome and uh, once again, I want to reiterate what I said online before. Excellent work as always. Uh, everybody should check out that Colin interview. It, it was it was fantastic, um, as well as the talk that uh, JJ had at the college. And we'll be sure to have that video up, also with this post uh, for those that might have missed it. But yeah, great job. Uh, very very happy and proud to see all of the great work uh, that's being done being put put out there. So wanted to mention that. Um so we're going to move on to Dana now. Uh Dana, what have you been playing? Sorry,
3: what's the question? What have you been playing or what have you been doing? Because uh, oh, I can pluck oh. oh, um, you. Oh, you, you, you can do both. You can do both. <laughs> Aside from seeing Thor, um no, basically I've been playing a lot of Mar- Mario Odyssey, which is Oh, man, it's like your childhood, like everything that you remember about your childhood before it just went to crap. That right there is Mario Odyssey. I love every aspect of it Um, from just the very beginning to this, all of the different uh, worlds that they have to how they incorporate the 2D sprite to how they just do now with the new redesign. Oh, so I've been playing that. And the thing about it, I I really haven't, like, been playing, you know, the straight missions. I've just been wandering around. I love the open box, the open sandbox. So um, I've just been exploring, looking around. There's different characters you can interact with. There's, like, this weird, uh, what is it, like, 1980s guy that seemed to crash his car. And it's just random different things in the game that I love so much about it that I've been taking my time with it. So it's not even like playing through. It's just been experiencing the joy and wonder of, of Mario. So that's what I've I've been doing and playing.
0: That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah, I know quite a bit of people I know have the game. I have the game also. Haven't had a chance to play it. I'll get into that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, the game has been getting a lot of fantastic reviews that we saw. Um, we may have a review in the future. We shall see. But definitely check it out if you have a Switch. That This is the game. Well, I shouldn't have to tell you that this is one game you absolutely need to purchase. But, yeah, you should check it out. Um, but, yes, that's good. Now I'm going to pass the microphone over to another gentleman that has joined us. Mr. Max Muller, how are you doing today? Hey, Rich. I'm doing pretty good. How about you guys? We're doing – well, I'm doing excellent. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think everyone else is doing good too. Um, I I I was gonna go to you next uh, so you could let us all know what you've been playing.
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, this week not a whole lot. Uh, I actually I got to try out a couple hours of Mario Odyssey though, which is very very awesome. Uh, my old roommate ended up pre-ordering the Mario uh, Switch edition, and I was there when it came in, so I was able to see like the first couple of hours of the game and everything like that, and. I echo a lot of what Dana said. The game is a uh, it's absolutely fascinating all of the stuff they've just kind of packed into there. Like I remember when he got to New Donk City and there was this kind of celebration that the mayor was having with uh with like everyone in the town celebrating Mario turning the power back on and it just turned into this whole like kind of 2D game and he was talking about he was like Alright, right, so Pauline's the mayor. Donkey Kong better be in this damn game or I'm going to be pissed. And like, he's playing through this 2D section and then it turns out to be a Donkey Kong 2D section that he has to play. So they just kind of stuff all this random stuff in there. And it was really, really cool to experience. And like the possession, it works so damn well. I actually got to try it out for a little bit, but he was playing most of the time, which is okay, that's fine with me. But you can like, you could possess a sewer head or like a sewer cap and then move it over and then jump into like a secret area and stuff. Like it's used in all sorts of different ways. So like he found this one where you just go onto like a traffic cone, you possess a traffic cone and then you can like launch yourself forward. It was really, really cool. And Mario is like, he's one of the most versatile I've seen him. And the game, I know a lot of people have said this, it reminds them a lot of like 64 and like kind of sunshine era. And I definitely agree with that. And that's really exciting to me because Sunshine is one of my favorite Marios of all time. I know that it can be kind of a divisive Mario, but it's definitely one that I hold close to my heart, arguably my favorite Mario. And I've played most of them, but this one was very, very close to that sort of game just without flood. And I absolutely loved it. Um, Other than that... I haven't played too much. I'm starting Wolfenstein tonight. I'm excited as hell for that. I've been trying not to read much about it because every headline I've seen on Twitter has been nothing but incredible praise for the damn game. So I've been trying to keep in the dark on that so I can try it out myself for tonight. I've heard the opening is absolutely brutal, though. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. But other than that, that's, that's me for this week.
0: Sounds good. Okay, uh, Gary, it's your turn to let us know what you've been playing.
1: Yeah, so no surprises. I've been playing Overwatch, of course. And um, the Season 6 of the competitive just ended. And um, I'm still in gold. I didn't make it to platinum, unfortunately. But um, BlizzCon is also coming up this week. So I'm hoping there's going to be some big announcements for Overwatch. Maybe even a new character and stuff like that. And there's also going to be the World Cup, which I'll be paying attention to. But um, yeah, still playing Overwatch but I also got another first person shooter this week on the PC um in the same client as Overwatch you know the the Blizzard um the, the BattleNet client and that's Destiny 2 so yeah um you know I was I didn't know whether I was actually going to get this game anytime soon but you know I actually managed to get hold of it and I've been I've been enjoying it so far um the first day I played it I was a little like, eh, it's okay, it's not it's nothing great. but um gradually, I've started to enjoy it a lot more, and I do like that the story is a lot more focused this time around. Um, and you know it's it's the type of story where you can play by yourself and still be somewhat interested in what's going on. But I will say that I'm starting to feel a little bit lonely in the game because um you know, I haven't really hooked up with a fire team or anything. And, you know, the first with the first Destiny, I was like always hooking up with people and, you know, doing strikes and, um, you know, things of that nature. So it it feels a bit lonely that I haven't really connected with any friends within the game yet. And the game is usually all about doing that. Um, And I guess that might be my fault for not getting it on the PS4 um, when everybody was playing it on PS4 Um, and on PC, you know. My friends who said they were going to join me have kind of abandoned me, like they didn't pick up the game or whatever. So, yeah, it's just been me. Um, And Torrance Davis has invited me to play, but he plays when it's like 5 a.m. over here. So uh, there's like no chance of me hooking up with him. Um, And uh, Mark said that he's going to play with me as well. So hopefully we'll hook up and play at some point. But, yeah, Destiny 2, I'm liking it. Um, and I'm still, you know, pretty early into the experience. I just unlocked the uh, the third planet, I believe. I can't remember the name, but it looks like one thing I noticed was uh, the third planet looks a lot like No Man's Sky, like the color palette and everything. Like it just it reminds me of a lot of screenshots from No Man's Sky for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, I I just unlocked the third planet, and the game looks great. It runs great. Um, I'm actually getting like 60 frames per second. I I, I didn't expect to get that um, on PC because my graphics card is slightly old, but the game seems to be well optimized and put together. So I definitely want to give Bungie props for you know putting together a game that seems to run well for the most part. I'm not sure if people were having issues with it with you know certain cards or whatever, but it seems to run fine for me. But yeah. Uh, Destiny 2 is good so far. Let me know if you're playing on PC and we'll hook up.
0: Sounds good. Uh, And I'm going to take this time on your behalf, Gary. I would like to give a shout out to all the people that told you, yeah, pick up Destiny 2 on PC and I'll play with you because those people are playing Wolfenstein 2, Mario, and Assassin's Creed instead of Destiny 2. So shame on all of you. But, uh, yeah, y'all need to make time to play. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i guess you know i guess that's my fault a little bit but i will say the fact that they're now that they've already moved on to other games is very telling to the future of destiny because like with the first game we were playing that's that game for months like people weren't even like they were fitting in destiny along with the other games that were coming out and plus back then there wasn't that much coming out on playstation anyway so you know it wasn't that hard but yeah um yeah like the the fact that people have kind of abandoned the game already on console is is a little bit telling, and I feel like after I finish destiny two, I may not even continue with the game, you know whether I have hooked up with the fire team or not like it just it doesn't give me that same grinding feel as the first game did for some reason
4: yeah that's um that's a big issue I know I've been having to, and a lot of people I know um I believe Luke Smith. This is his name, the director for Destiny 2. He uh, actually addressed something like this and read it. He, because people have been complaining there's not much of a grind anymore. Like, you can kind of get exotics like just by playing. Like, you'll get everything pretty quickly. And he came out and said, well, yeah, Destiny 2 is a collection game. It's not so much a grind game anymore. And it's kind of like, okay, why were we not informed of this until a month into the game's release? Why Why is this just coming out now that that's your entire goal? is just kind of have everyone pick everything up and then just kind of wait for the expansions to come out. It's not, you're not supposed to be grinding for like the Gallowhorn anymore or anything like that. I guess that's not the point anymore. And that's kind of pissing off a lot of a uh, long-term players, especially from the first game. And I know there have been some changes that they're planning to make since following this feedback, but I don't know. It just seems to me like it may be too little too late.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that approach then because that's part of what made the first game so great. And I know that there was people that complained about the grinding in first game, but I guess it's just like, you know, it's a matter of who you want to like put this game out for, like which audience are you trying to capture? Because, you know, the people who didn't like the grinding, perhaps it's just not the type of experience they enjoy. And, you know, maybe uh, and I can see why they focus so much on the story, because then those people will at least have the story. But then the the grinders also need to be able to grind because you know we expect to we expect destiny to be like an investment of time like we we get this game and we like we grind the hell out of it for months maybe years you know and it, that's not what the game is so yeah that expectation was not met so I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Well, uh, I, I I can just say that I haven't really gotten a chance to really get into destiny 2 yet i had started it but at the time we were having a lot of power outages here because of the tornadoes and stuff like that so i just didn't I did get a chance to go back to it um we'll see how it is but everyone tells me you know actually when you get to the end game that that would give you a reason to come back every, every so often but i, I can't confirm that because i haven't really gotten that far but we'll see we'll see but uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about what I've been playing. I've been playing a couple of games uh, over these last couple of days. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I did not get to play Super Mario Odyssey. It's, this is the issue of having too many good games come out on one day. So you have to, you know, use your time accordingly. What I did get to play is Wolfenstein 2. Um, I've been playing through that. And I would just say this. The beginning of that game is absolutely ridiculous. Um, very very uh, tense opening. Uh, it may be uh, controversial for some, but you know it, it does give you a little bit more context into the backstory of uh, uh, Blaskovich. Um, so it's but it, the game is great so far. It's it's absolutely fantastic. I would have tried to rush through it, but uh, I'm actually playing on the harder difficulty, setting uh, setting the the highest hardest one. So it's going to take a while to get through that. I know they have a, a mode where if you play and you die one time, the game is over. I don't know if I'm going to attempt that mode. Um, but at the very least, I'm taking my time with it to present a bit of a challenge. But, yeah, it feels pretty much like the first game. And, and, and I haven't really seen any of the changes as of yet. I know they have the hatchet kills in there. I have used that hatchet a couple times. That is very satisfying to take out the Nazis with that weapon. But um, it's a great game so far. Anyone who played the first game, uh, I don't know why. If you played the first game and you still don't have this game, I really don't know what the reason for that is because game is a lot of fun. Um, I can understand with so many other games coming out, maybe you don't want to get it right away because you feel like, you know, Assassin's Creed, another great game, or even Mario. But this is a game that if you played the first one, you absolutely need to get this game. Um, doesn't matter when you get it. Just make sure you get it. But awesome game so far um another game that i have been playing is uh i actually did play assassin's creed origins i started playing that yesterday um and i will say this i'm very early in assassin's creed origins but i can tell you right now i'm already sold on the game there's a lot to do the combat is very very satisfying in the game um the storytelling is still a bit early for me um but so far, I enjoy the game, the fact that you're able to explore. And again, you know you know that Ubisoft took a break from Assassin's Creed for a little bit of time. It feels very refreshing to have them come back and present something new. It does have some of the same stuff that you would expect in an Assassin's Creed game, like going to the top of the pyramid to survey the area, which is very similar to how when you go to the top of a tower in the other games. But it's still, there's a lot about it that's just different, just better. The combat and it is challenging. You know, in the beginning it wasn't really quite challenging, but now at where I'm at in the game, it's starting to get a little bit more challenging. Um, but the game is great so far. I don't really have any negative any negative things to say. Uh obviously I'll have more to say once I've had more time with it because I've spent more time with Wolfenstein than with Assassin's Creed. But yeah, so far it's a great game. Don't have any, really any complaints. I know Tony Polanco is working on a review, so you can look for his thoughts on the game uh, later this week on the website. But, uh, yeah, again, if you're a fan of Assassin's Creed or Wolfenstein, uh, I don't have to tell you to pick up these games. You probably already picked up these games. And if you're going to wait for Black Friday when we already know that there will be some price drops on some games, that's not a bad time to pick it up either. But they definitely – I feel if you're a fan of both serieses, you definitely are going to enjoy these games, uh, without a doubt. They're they're just they're just fun, but um, that's pretty much all that I've been playing and all we have been playing for this for this week. So um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump right into the topics. Uh, and this first topic, I'm actually going to pass it over to Mr. Lugo because apparently there is more information about Visceral Star Wars game that has come out over the last couple of days. So, uh, Mr. Lugo, the floor is yours.
2: So yeah, basically the big thing is that visceral Star Wars game that was being headed up by Amy Heading, that she was writing the, the actual story for the game, uh, that got canned, basically. It's completely done. And the reason why it's canceled is for a number of different reasons. A lot of it has to do probably with resources and budget over at EA. You know, a lot of trouble that's been going on with the development of that game over the last few years. But a real good kind of summary and a good overview and and deep dive into what went down with uh, this visceral star Wars game, which was codenamed ragtag. That was like the code name that they used in house for it. Uh, was actually done by Jason Schreier. He actually uh, talked with a bunch of different people, former EA employees or former uh, Visceral employees, as well as also a couple of anonymous sources here and there to really kind of get the lowdown of what was going on with this game because it looked like everybody was excited about it, myself included. I don't know about you guys. I, I know we've talked about it a few times over the last like year or so. About Amy heading Star Wars game, especially that we knew Battlefront Two was coming at some point. We were really excited to see what other stuff that uh, EA could do, or specifically, Visceral can do. This was technically supposed to be the Uncharted version, or the Star Wars take on an Uncharted style game. Uh, it, and it's a shame that it kind of went under like that for a number of different reasons. A lot of it, which is cited in Jason Schreier's kind of like write up, is uh, a lot of clashing between. Uh, people inside the studio, people that were on the, the actual team. Amy Henning really kind of kicking stuff back. She was had a lot of her hands on a bunch of different stuff for a lot of different places and things she had to pay attention to. A lot of communication problems over time, as well as also EA's mindset with the Star Wars brand. Uh, one of the things that he kind of mentions in there was that there would be presentations where they would try to present the game as kind of like a scoundrels or a bounty hunter, pirates s type of game, which is how it started originally. And EA, when they think of Star Wars, they wanted it to kind of get the most kind of marketable, most biggest kind of like, you know, attention grabbing thing that you could get with the Star Wars brand, which is usually stuff with like lightsabers, Jedi, etc. And they didn't want to design that type of game, but that was like the, the problems, the, the back and forth of which they had and the reason why this game ended up being doomed in the way it was. So that's just my thoughts. It kind of sucks. It would have been awesome to see that, especially after seeing that preview that we saw one time, I believe at E3, we saw like a little concept trailer of, of, like, something going on in Mos And it looked very similar to Uncharted. It was very quick, very simple, but uh, it it had a lot of promise and a lot of potential, but it's a shame to see it go. But any thoughts on this from you guys on here?
0: Uh, How about you go first, Gary? I know you was looking forward to this game.
1: Yeah, man, because, like, ever since KOTOR, like Knights of the Old Republic, I've been waiting for you know, a single-player Star Wars experience, like, you know, that's kind of comparable in scale and, you know, the, the quality of the storytelling itself and the character development. Um, because Star Wars is a rich universe. Like, there's so many different stories that can be told. There's so much lore to explore and everything. So I was looking for a, a game like this because, you know, Battlefront is the same kind of game we're used to, like, you know, generic, like, run gun shooting you know all that stuff i I wanted something a bit different and you know um, they certainly had the talent to get it done so you know hearing these horror stories about you know the games development and everything like that it kind of makes you appreciate game development a little bit more you know because sometimes I, i feel like we slip into this mode of um thinking that game development is easy but there there can be a lot of complications and um you know the studios like they have a lot of pressure on them especially when they're given rights to you know a, an a, an ip like star wars like that people you know people just they they love star wars like they live and die by star wars you know it's it's in a lot of people's hearts like you know people it's a franchise that's been around for decades and people love it so that puts a lot of pressure on these people who are just trying to, you know, go to work, do their job and produce, you know, the best quality work. But when there's all these conflicts in there and then, you know, the the engine might not be working, the frostbite and, and things just aren't working out properly. Like it puts a lot of pressure on these people and it puts a lot of strain on, you know, their, their mentality and everything like that. So, you know, it just makes you appreciate what these people must go through. Um, you know a lot of times because I know when we initially heard the news like I was one of the people who was upset I blamed EA and everything you know I was you know I was like why the hell would they do this like I've been waiting for this game but we have to take a step back and you know just appreciate what these people go through as well Um, and you know it's sad to see that there was so many complications with it and you know the report kind of referred to um, the closing down of Visceral as a mercy killing, like they did it for, for their own good kind of thing. And, you know, that's just, uh, it's very, you know, it's very it's, it's sad, but, you know, at the same time, it just, it, it makes reality hit home at what, you know, these people go through. Um, and we know that game development can lead to a lot of complications like this. There's been, you know, reports of how companies in Japan, like Konami, have functioned in similar ways with you know um forcing staff through through the work and everything to do the work like in in a military kind of fashion um but at least you know at least in the states and everything i guess it's not you know that extreme but um but still it must be like mentally draining for these people to you know to go to work and struggle with this game for months and months and months so just makes you appreciate things a little bit more. Um, I am sad that we're not getting the game, but I do hope that you know these people can can land comfortably and find you know find their way and find a studio that's right for them to work out as well.
0: Absolutely, uh, and I do want to have I do have something quick I want to say before I give the floor to Dana and Max. Um, I uh, yeah, I mean. You and J.J. pretty much hit it on the head, everything you said. Yes, it's it's a lot of work that goes into these games. I I can only imagine that when you're talking about doing a game for a franchise as big as Star Wars, that makes even more pressure on the devs because you know there are a lot of Star Wars fans, and you know you got to get this thing right. So, uh, yeah, it's a lot going on. I know with Amy Henning, yeah, you know – I believe JJ mentioned earlier that she wanted to control all aspects of the project. And of course we know that's not how EA operates. So that caused some issues also. Um, It's unfortunate, but uh, I, I mean, a question I did want to ask is if you guys think that Amy Henning is still going to work with EA after this, or may she just, or is she just going to go on to another studio?
2: I don't know that that's a very good question. I mean, granted, uh, she did some stuff with Battlefield Hardline. She did some like story and editing stuff, you know, with the scripts that they had for that game. So it is still possible. Uh, as far as like another big project like this, I don't know. It's a very, very good question. And the thing is she's not really talking about it now because Jason Schreier and his piece tried to get a comment from her and also get a comment from EA, and she couldn't talk about it. she she just wasn't legally or just under any sort of privilege to be able to speak on it. Which kind of sucks because those are NDAs. Those are like the ironclad NDAs that any company like EA would have, you know, when something like this goes down. So who knows? Maybe we might hear something within the next, like, I don't know, next, like, six or seven months, you know, when we go to E3 next next year. uh, Maybe that we'll see, like, a new project from her or at least a project that she's involved with because this was a big deal when it was announced back then. Remember, like she had just coming off from a naughty dog after the Uncharted 4 stuff and everybody was really looking forward to this. So I don't think that they're just going to drop her like a bad habit. And I don't think necessarily she's going to leave like that unless it from her own experience, because it might be different than the people that were commenting on it was that much more worse. Keep in mind, she was being the director or at least, you know, taking a part in in a directorial position of everything that was going on with this game.
0: That's true. That's true. Uh,
1: Um, like I think with these two incidents that have have occurred with her, you know, Naughty Dog and now EA, her reputation may be in question a little bit, but um I still would like to see more from her because she clearly is talented. So I do want to see her land at a big studio, you know, and, and do some work on, you know, a big kind of IP. But I don't know if uh if that will happen. It depends on, you know. If, whether she's burned any bridges with EA or not, I guess. But um we just gotta wait and see.
2: I would love to see her go to like bioware, something something crazy like that, because that those are the ty- those are the types of studios or types of teams that make games that are really narrative driven and are really kind of like engrossing with the story. And she would like flourish in a place like that, I would I would imagine. But I'm also kind of in agreement with Gary here where there is a question about stuff like that. But keep in mind, not all of this was entirely her fault. Like granted, like I mentioned before in, in that piece by Jason, that she was trying to you know keep, have a hand in everything, understandably so, and there was communication problems within the team. But also keep in mind that EA also had a hand on this as well. There was uh, stories that uh, the, the team never really got enough resources to hire extra staff or to do certain things. I think at one point they mentioned that for each member or employee that was on that team that was in San Francisco, it was like $16,000 per person per month. It was like something, some insane insane amount at one point. So it wasn't just solely on her. There was a number of factors that led to this. But I don't think like it's to the point where anybody would like not want to work with Amy Henning. I don't think it's far from that. But if I had one place that I wanted to see her go, I would love to see her go to like Bioware.
0: Some some great thoughts. So uh, Dana, you have any thoughts on this particular topic?
3: It's a very unfortunate situation and this is sometimes when, you know, you don't have really have much say because it's not your property. And, you know, there are people who aren't maybe necessarily that creative as you and, and and allow for you to express yourself and and create a game that really does seem like it's going to be really interesting, but unfortunately they shut it down. I do just wish the best for her and maybe she might end up leaving because she, could be in a situation where they just keep stifling her creativity. This is not the first game of hers that they've canceled. So either way, I wish both parties the best.
0: Absolutely. Uh, How about you, Max? Any thoughts on this particular topic?
4: So on top, I think Gary and JJ covered it uh, pretty damn well, to be completely honest with you. Uh, To add on to what they said, though, my issue with this whole situation was – more so the blowing up about how single player games are dead and i hope that because we found out that it wasn't so much ea canceling it just to, or it wasn't so much ea switching it over to a triple a big open world microtransaction filled thing just because they wanted more money it's more so because this game it just had a lot of flawed development and all that sorts of stuff and the fact that they canceled it now hopefully people will kind of back off from that opinion a little bit because i don't really understand how this blew up in the whole single player games are dead sort of thing like that to me that was just ea just being ea and trying to maximize profits for each title but now the fact that that wasn't the case that we found out there was a lot more going on with that that maybe people will just chill out and maybe we won't be blowing up about that sort of thing anymore it's keep in mind also- oh i'm sorry No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to add, I was going to add add
2: on to that, that keep in mind the other thing that also factored into this was when battlefront came out and battlefront two was on the horizon because battlefront was a big deal for them. And then a lot of that stuff, granted there was a lot of criticism with it. Uh, All all the stuff that's going on with battlefront two, that seems to be where a lot of their crowd or a lot of their uh, users and the people that are buying their games are starting to gravitate towards. And I think that they made a huge course correction or at least a, a course change. With that over the horizon, because we're going to see like when it com- comes out now in the next few weeks.
4: Hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a good point too. And I guess also to add on to this though, uh, do you guys remember? It was a couple days ago now. I think I don't remember the guy's name, but it was a former EA employee. He like came out and said that EA is now entirely focused on like all getting money out of your wallets and that sort of stuff. And I thought that was kind of interesting, too, that that came out of this. But I think, again, that this kind of goes against what he's saying. This is actually more in the EAs, puts EA more of a positive light in this case. If there really was all these sorts of issues, like, to be fair, probably there was definitely part of, they are part of the reason this game didn't work in the first place. But the fact that it had good reason to be canceled, I think that people just need to step back. And actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, go a little bit easier on EA on this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I do feel like the two points play off of each other a little bit because I do feel like that actually is EA's focus in the long term to, you know, get more money out of your pockets because they're a business. And if there's a way to do that, they're going to exploit it. But yeah, I I understand that, you know, we can't blame EA for what's happened with this Star Wars game because there were already troubles with it. Um, Whether they take this Star Wars title now and then reshape it into something that's designed to milk your wallets you know um that's neither here or here nor there at this point because you know it, there was actually problems but um ea probably will do that they probably will reshape it into something that's going to drain you know your money your resources and everything but um yeah in, in the case of visceral shutting down we can't fully blame ea there but i do think they're they're out to get all your money at the same time
4: yeah, no, I could definitely see that. I just, oh, it's so frustrating because they could, they, they have the entire Star Wars, like, branding. So it's not like we could get a normal Star Wars game from someone else. It's like this is only going to be Star Wars EA games, and it's going to be infiltrated with all that sort of shit. But, oh, well, we'll just have to wait and see.
0: Are you saying, Max, you want to see uh, Star Wars Bad Company, perhaps? I <laughs> off, that- is that what you're saying?
4: That would be awesome. Are you kidding me? That would be so cool.
2: <laughs> what about another Republic Commando? Another Republic Commando S type of game because that that-, that would work
4: yeah. ideal for the Frostbite engine with EA and Dice and p- yeah. people like that. Or another Jedi Knight game, the ones where um people like the the ones that people still play online like to this day. Where they like have, Jedi like, outcasts 24- Yeah, is that it? Yeah, where like yeah, you. Jedi have- yeah, and it's like very, very hard to like master being a Jedi and everything like that. That would be cool. And that's something they that could fit a bunch of microtransactions in.
0: Absolutely. Well, um it's unfortunate what happened with visceral. Uh as, as you have all said, hopefully uh Amy Henning and all the people that were working on that project are able to land their feet somewhere else on something else. Um it's just, it's just unfortunate to hear about any studio or any game getting canceled, especially after you've heard that it was announced and all this other stuff. It's a lot of you know excitement when that announcement happened, but then when we get to this moment, very unfortunate. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on to the next topic?
1: No, that's it for me.
0: Okay, so next up, uh, tomorrow, for those of you who don't know, is uh, the beginning of uh, Paris Games Week. Uh, and Sony is actually going to be having their uh, live broadcast, a stream, in which they're going to talk about what is coming for the PlayStation 4 and uh, PlayStation VR. Uh, but one thing that uh, a lot of people have been drawing some some attention to is that uh, a couple of statements said on the Sony Europe uh, blogs, the blog post in which they had mentioned the fact that uh, that you know E3 was only half the story and that they will have a lot more big things to announce uh, this upcoming weekend. From what we understand now, that there are going to be seven all-new game announcements uh, that we're going to hear about tomorrow. Um, now, I believe the show for us starts at around, I think, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't quote me on that. Uh, we will have a detailed post up uh, tomorrow to give you guys the official time as to when it actually starts. Um, but yeah, I basically wanted to have a discussion on, so regarding these seven new game announcements, if you guys have any thoughts as to what they could potentially be, uh, whether it's for PlayStation 4, PlayStation VR, or just any thoughts in general that you have based on what we do and don't know about certain PlayStation exclusives so far. Um, so first off, How about
1: you start us off, uh, Gary? Yeah. um, So let's keep in mind that we still have PSX coming, and I'm sure Sony's going to save some big announcements for PSX. So uh, with regards to, you know, these seven new titles that they're apparently going to announce at, um, you know, Paris Games Week, I I think we're going to see a lot of, like, indie stuff and, um probably like more third-party studio stuff that's that's gonna be you know i um, gonna appear on the playstation either first or exclusively so um you know we might get some stuff from uh like for example capcom or something like that um i'm going to predict that we're going to see some remasters or remakes um you know of old games and stuff um yeah yeah, I d I don't know. I, I can't really think of anything off the top of the head, but um I know there's a few like remakes and stuff that people have been waiting for. So I, I, I think it's gonna be stuff like that in general and then, you know, indie stuff that we don't really know about, but it's gonna be like real creative stuff from, you know, talented studios and stuff like that. Um and I also feel like they're gonna highlight some of the the other games that people have been waiting for that uh, we haven't necessarily heard much about like um like dreams and uh what was that ubisoft game um I forget the name of it it was like a wild that was it wilds or something like that um we we might see more of that you know um but in terms of the new games that's you know anyone's guess at this point but I do think they're gonna save a lot of the first party um sony stuff that that come from their own studios for PSX because, you know, they're going to need some big hitters for that event.
0: Sounds good. Um, Mr. Lugo, you have any thoughts on what we may potentially get here about tomorrow?
2: I have to do a little bit more digging on it, as far as like looking into specifics and and finding out which studios that we don't know any like big announcements of, as far as like Sony first party and second party studios. But if I was a betting man, obviously I feel like if we don't hear about it at this at this event at this Paris Games Week or at PSX, it's dead in the water. I would say Dreams, because Dreams has been one that's been coming up for a while the last like two years. I want to say that we don't really know. If it's like a fully figured out and fleshed out game just yet, it it still was presented more kind of like a concept from Media Molecule. So hopefully that's already become something of a game that people can play besides just a, a pseudo design tool at some point. Uh, as far as like stuff, I feel like we're not going to see that. We're going to see more at PSX rather than tomorrow at Power's Games Week. I feel like we're not going to see The Last of Us Part Two. I feel like we're not going to see any more Spider-Man. We're not going to see any more God of War. Uh, you know, most of the stuff that we've already seen at this point, or at least that we know is coming over the horizon, I don't think you're going to see any of that, or at least any of those seven games that they keep mentioning that supposedly are new announcements. Uh, if Again, if I was a betting man, I, I'm in agreement with Gary that maybe some indie games at some point. We might see something completely different that just hasn't really been talked about, that's probably been germinating for a while. Or maybe, again without knowing any sort of like other stuff without doing any sort of research, maybe another Sony studio that we haven't seen actually talk in quite some time, something that, you know, they've probably been germinating on for a while. Uh, I also don't think we're going to see uh what what was that game with the zombies? I'm trying to remember Uh, the crazy zombies, Uh, man, days gone. I don't think we're going to see more days gone at this point, like games like that. I feel like is all going to be at PSX on the PSX conference. And I think a lot of those games at some point might be playable or at least in some playable fashion, a little bit more so, because most of those games have been really just demos or off-screen demos for a lot of people and even us as press. But I feel like those are what's going to be more showcased at PSX rather than tomorrow.
0: Some good good points, good thoughts. Uh, Dana, you have any ideas of things that you think might get announced tomorrow?
3: VR tons of VR, <laughs> VR is a New wave of everything everything will be in VR. So I'm expecting um v- VR and also you guys already mentioned it. Um, it was the the dreams and the Detroit human Thing that they keep delaying that I'm pretty sure I'll just probably get delayed again um But other than that, I'm gonna just say, you know, VR
0: yeah, yeah, pretty much, and yeah, some people in the chat definitely agree with the VR stuff. Also, um, I'm gonna let you go, Max, but I, I, I need to say a few things real quick. Uh, so I agree with pretty much a lot of things that you you guys have said. I agree with what JJ said that a lot of games you won't hear about, Last of Us Two, I, that'll definitely be at PSX, and I also think that Death Stranding also because there there was reports about. There being some some footage that uh you know I know that some people did see some of the higher ups did see I think if there was ever a time to show that it's it's maybe at PSX, um but we'll see. But as far as which games I think are going to get announced, I'm going to take a couple of, of shots in the dark, uh, some safe bets, but then also some some risky ones. First and foremost, I think um at the last time when Sony had the Paris Games Week show. That was when they revealed Detroit Become Human. I think you'll definitely get an announcement on the release date um, because we didn't get that announcement at E3. They can easily hold that announcement into PSX, but I feel like because they debuted at that show, maybe you'll finally figure out, okay, when is this coming out? Because we already know most of this stuff is coming out early next year. So that's one guess I do have. Um, I think um, Wild was a good guess because that is a game that when everybody saw it, it looked awesome. The only issue with that is that, you know, I don't know how far they are in that game, and I also know that the director is also working on Beyond Good and Evil. I don't know if he's completely have all the time in the world to work on this wild project. We, we don't really know at what stage that development is in. Um, but, yeah, we could definitely see more on that. Uh, as for some things that I think are going to be a little bit risky, uh my thought is playstation has had so much success this generation and as a result of that they tried to bring back franchises because they figured that a lot of people maybe want more of these franchises one franchise i know gary is a huge fan of that i i expect to come back at some point i don't know if it's going to get announced tomorrow that is the getaway because um that's a serious that it, it seemed like they, they were trying to do some things with that serious but I don't really think it's Reese's full potential. I could see them coming back and doing something and maybe announcing something having to do with that series, but I could be wrong.
1: It's that would be amazing. That would be amazing if they did that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be awesome. Um, Cause you got to also think about the fact of the audience. I think you guys also mentioned uh, dreams media molecule. I think is based in Europe. This show is in Paris. So I think, yeah, you're definitely going to hear something about whatever they're working on next. I don't know if Dreams is still in existence. I assume that it is. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll hear definitely hear about that. And the VR titles, guess, very, very good guests. Um, I think that's a guarantee. I know Sony released a blog post a couple of weeks ago uh, on different VR games, just to assure people that they are still fully invested in VR. And we know that The Inpatient is coming out uh, next month that's the game from Super Massive. That is all PlayStation VR game. So, I think we're definitely going to see some VR titles as Dana said. But um I can't think of anything else. Max, do you have any other thoughts as to what you think they may potentially announce tomorrow? Uh, not a whole
4: lot. This isn't really my forte as most of you guys know. But um <laughs> I think that I think that'd be really cool if they did some VR titles though because I know that people have all but given up on PSVR for the most part. I even saw, uh, that's funny, even earlier today, I saw some tweets regarding people were just saying, like, what has, has, has Sony mentioned PSVR like at all in the past couple of months, like this and that? And it's like, I, yeah, I know there has been some stuff that's been mentioned. Like you guys were saying, the Until Dawn developers' uh, next title will be coming out soon, and that's entirely VR. But yeah, I think that would be really cool because. Like you guys said, PSX is going to be the place for all of these big new titles, all these new reveals and everything. You know, that is their show. That is what they're going to do. But at the same time, I don't think they'd be at this show if they didn't have some cool stuff to show off. So, yeah, it's probably going to be indie VR. They might show a bit more than you think. You know, like maybe we will see more of Days Gone or something like that because that game looks absolutely fantastic and that might be they might like show a snippet of that or a tease of something or maybe they'll tease some stuff to be shown at psx or something like that i don't know it'll be interesting
2: but yeah but, you know i have a, i have a thought on that i don't think i necessarily agree with anything uh, of vr being shown at paris games week tomorrow i don't think like that, that's any of the games or the titles that they're going to be making a big deal about and the reason being is because i felt like most like most other people that they've kind of quietly backed away a little bit on playstation vr or have been very very quiet on it and i still feel like vr stuff with psvr or you know the until dawn developers or any other titles that are going to be psvr enabled are going to be optimal on playstation vr i think that's what you talk about at psx that's the crowd because they still care about that stuff not necessarily i don't think at paris games week and even arguably at e3 i feel like that's not really the crowd you're going to aim that towards especially with the response to it over the last like year since PlayStation VR has been out, or it's about a year, I want to say, right? It's been around for a while. Point is, is that I don't think that that's any of like the big splash that they're going to make tomorrow whatsoever. I feel like all those VR games for PlayStation VR, you do exactly like what they did at last year's PSX. You have that entire section or, or big booths that are like PlayStation VR demos. And that's where you announce or show off a lot of these other experiences for that platform.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I somewhat agree. Like, I, I feel like they probably won't just knowing Sony, they probably won't have any VR stuff, but if they don't, that will be the point where I really start to like, you know, open up that dialogue of, okay, what what are we doing with the PSVR now? Like, wh- why did you guys launch it and not support it? Like, it's been a bit too long. Uh, people have been waiting for some more content. So yeah. Um, to- if they don't show anything for it tomorrow, then that will be the point where I start to write it off as, Another failed Sony peripheral, but um, we'll see. Uh, I did have one more prediction that slipped my mind earlier as well. Um, and one thing I've always wanted Sony to do is have like their own kind of um uh, survival crafting game experience comparable to Minecraft, and I feel like they can do that with Little Big Planet. Now I know that Media Molecule doesn't, you know, do that game anymore, but Sony still has that IP, and they can do something with it. And I think the characters they have for Little Big Planet, Sackboy, you know, and, and all that stuff, I, th- I feel like it's very marketable. And they should really try and make like a little survival sandbox type thing where you can create stuff, you know, in in a world similar to Minecraft. Like they they should really try and explore that. I think so it would be great if they reintroduced little big planet at paris game week with you know another uk studio or something like that
4: that would be very cool and especially because microsoft owns minecraft this could be like kind of their competitor to it you know what i mean that would, that would be a very very cool idea because that game still sells like crazy it's still like a viable market as long as you make it more than just a clone it has to have its own kind of spin on it of course, but. I I think they would know that, (laughs) but that would, that's a really cool idea. Actually. I think that'd be awesome. That's something that could even be in VR too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like they, they could do a lot with that.
0: Mm -hmm.
4: That's a very cool idea.
0: Very good idea. Um, One final thing I did want to say, and I want to give a shout out to Miguel in the chat. There's at least one game that we know is in development. We don't know what it is, but we know it's in development, and that's whatever Sucker Punch is working on. They haven't said anything about that game. Uh, Now, I thought that was something that we were going to see at E3. We didn't see it at E3. It's potential we may see it tomorrow or PSX, but the thing is with PSX there's going to be a lot to talk about regarding all of the titles like Days Gone, Spider-Man, all the titles that you've already mentioned. So I I, I, I don't, I don't uh, think it's out of the question to think that they can talk about that other game tomorrow.
2: Watch it be uh, infamous and then they show it at PSX because it, it, that's like what people would really want to see or at least would expect from them, if it at least is the case. I don't think you would announce that at Paris Games Week, though, if that's the case. I think that's uh, like a PSX announcement. A lot oh. of these things are, seem like mostly PSX announcements because, again, that, that's their show. And that's like majority of the stuff that, or the crowd that care about PlayStation, like really care about PlayStation, is where you're going to get all the things that we feel like won't be there tomorrow. Because but, think about it. Paris Games Week is outside of just Sony and it's really big European developers for the most part.
0: So yeah, th- this is all true, but again, the, the narrative that Sony is playing online, they're getting people hyped up for this show. So there has to be something in that show. Here, that here's a crazy thought.
2: Here's a crazy thought. What if they come out and show something from, uh, what is it, Death Stranding? What if they're crazy enough with Kojima to actually show, like, the first gameplay of Death Stranding? Like, that would be something that I think that they would gas up everybody on. And that's, to me, you could even show that at a Paris Games Week. Like, because obviously it's Kojima and it's, Kojima Productions is bigger than, than, than normal. True. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility. I don't think we still get to see that game anytime soon. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying as a hypothetical like that. Oh, to yeah. me, that would be, like, another reason for them to gas it up so much.
0: Oh, yeah, because, yeah, they, yeah they, no, no doubt about it. That, that'll that be a big deal. But that there definitely is going to be something that they show tomorrow. Uh, I just don't know what it is. Yeah, that that could be it. Um, we'll find out uh, sooner rather than later. By the time this episode is online on the actual site, that show will be getting ready to start. So I look forward to seeing whatever it is that they announce. It's going to be a fun time. But uh, any other thoughts before we move on to the next topic? I'm good. Everybody's good. Okay, uh, Max, we're now going to move on to a topic that I'm sure that uh you absolutely will love to, to discuss. And that is the fact that uh Microsoft has announced the first 13 Xbox backwards compatible games. Um so let me go over this list real quick as to which what these titles are. We have Black, Blood Rain 2, Crimson Skies, High Road to Revenge, Dead to Rights, Fusion Frenzy. Grab by the Ghoulies, King of Fighters, Neo Wave, Ninja Gaiden Black, uh, Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time, Psychonauts, Red Faction 2, Sid Meier's Pirates, and Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. So I'm going to go to you first, Max. Uh, now, did, does this announcement make you excited? Do you plan on picking up any of these titles, or are you too preoccupied with other stuff that's out right now?
4: Hmm. The announcement is pretty cool, you know. It's nice to see that all these Xbox games will be coming to the one, and obviously they're going to be adding more. In terms of uh, all of these specific titles, a majority of them I have either already played or own them on Steam waiting to be played, so I'm probably not going to touch them. I may... Uh, well, Codor is 5 bucks, so I may pick up Codor just so I have it on console because I prefer playing rpgs on console and everything just because i can sit back with my with my controller and like even play it in bed or something like that you know and just sit there for hours and play whereas i feel like when i'm at my pc I have to be like more alert and awake so that's saved for like more complex games so maybe kodor but um other than that this is pretty cool I don't think it's anything like a huge move or anything like that but I have seen people getting kind of excited about this over on, on Twitter and everything like that so it's cool that they're doing this it's a very cool feature but and for myself personally, it doesn't do too much for me.
0: Yeah, I, totally <laughs> I totally understand that. totally understand that. Yeah. Um, how about you, Mr. Lugo? Any any thoughts, any of these games interest you?
2: KOTOR is cool. I mean – when we start getting to some of the other classics of the original Xbox library, I think then it's going to be a big deal. But right now, nobody wants to go back and play old games right now. This is cool, but we got way too many good things coming out right now that's brand spanking new to give a damn about this right now. This is going to come back into play later on, probably next year when there's a drought eventually. I mean, granted, I say that after 2017 because we almost had no drought or practically no drought for 2017. But for 2018, when there's that downtime in between releases, we'll see more of this pop up.
4: Except we'll be playing all the releases from
0: 2017 still. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very good points, Uh, Dana. Are you excited for any of these games? You plan on uh, trying any of them out? (laughs) No. (laughs) Hey, that's it. Yeah, straight to the point. Uh, How about Um, you, Gary?
1: Well, not well. I physically can't, but yeah, um, I think it's cool that you do have the option because there are a lot of like classic, um, you know, PS2 games and Xbox games that are just kind of lost memories at this point because, you know, nobody's hooking up the PS2s anymore to, to play them again and stuff like that. And, you know, um, sometimes they're a bit dated as well. So you don't even like want to make the effort of kind of getting a hold of a PS2 or, going into the attic or you know the uh, I forget what you guys call the the bottom bar of the house. The, oh, the basement there you yeah. go. The
4: basement,
1: yeah. yeah. Um yeah, so like nobody's really going to make the effort to 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 play those old games again. So having it available on, you know, the actual service is a good thing. Um at least, you know, it's an option. But I do I will say that everyone should make the effort to play Kotor because whenever I pick up like an old Bioware game, I cry a little inside because we're not seeing the same Bioware anymore that created those old games. So yeah, I think everyone should play that just to appreciate the level of um, you know storytelling and character development that was going on back then. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm just happy that that game is available for people to play.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I I I personally think that the program is good. Also, um, I I I do agree that for 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 right now though, you know, I, I am preoccupied. I am playing Assassin's Creed on on Xbox, um, Wolfenstein on PlayStation Four, uh, and I still need to get through Shadow of War at some point, uh, as well as Cuphead. So I personally don't have the time to really get into any of these other games quite yet. But it's still a good feature for those that, that wanted, they, they've been waiting for these, some of these games. You know, the tour thing is a big deal. I, I loved playing that game when I was younger. Um, but uh, it's just about having the time to actually do it. And, and then, of course, if this, was something that, now, if this was something that came out in the summertime, maybe in the July or something when maybe it wasn't quite as many games, then that's a different story because that'll keep people preoccupied. But, yeah, the time of the year is a little crazy. Uh, For those that are actually buying a lot of new games. um, So the timing may not be quite ideal, but still a good program. I I will probably utilize it later. Um, But I do commend Microsoft for going through with this, actually doing this. And I look forward to seeing what other games they eventually add to the service over time. Um, But, yeah. So uh, any other thoughts on this topic before we move on to our next topic? I'm good. Wait, Gary, you said you had something else to say. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, the only other thing I was gonna say is, um, like this, I feel like these should be a part of Games Pass if they're not already. Like, do people actually? Has anyone actually subscribe to Games Pass?
0: I I haven't. Um okay. There is a free trial. I just haven't really tried it because, you know, we we already we already get the stuff on you know Games with Gold those free games. And I have most of the games that are on Games Pass now that I've already purchased.
1: Yeah, because I feel like they they need to beef up that service a little bit and offer some more stuff on there. So, like, I feel like these backwards compatibility games should be a part of the package.
4: Oh, I definitely think that they'll uh, do that. That's a really good idea, actually. In terms of how the service is right now, I think it's, like, it's a decent service, especially for what you're paying. But... um. Honestly, like like JJ was saying earlier, there's just too much out right now to even like look on to those types of games. But yeah, I agree. They It's interesting because they push Game Pass a lot still. Like I've technically not even utilized my free trial on it yet. Like I was going to wait to do that and then start subscribing to it. But like, you'll be on the marketplace and it'll just be like fourteen ninety nine, but it'll be scratched out. And then it'll say free and then with Game Pass. And I'm just like, ha, you almost got me there. But um it's kind of it's a really cool feature and I remember we said a couple shows or a while ago now we said that they could use Game Pass to try and push a lot of these new features that they do so this could be a good sign of them like starting to do that with this backwards compatibility sort of stuff cuz I know they do it with, with a few 360
0: games so idea Absolutely yeah very good idea But uh it's like I said it's a good service for those that that want to make use of it right away um with me, I just don't have the time. But yeah, I may I will definitely check it out later on, especially for Kotor. I I'll check that out later on. But uh now, too many games, man. Too many games. <laughs> but uh we'll see. And uh we're going to now move on to another big topic for today that we wanted to discuss, and that is the fact that uh Microsoft is no longer manufacturing manufacturing Connect. Um so, uh, Gary, I believe you posed the question of, was this the right decision, and what could they have done better? Uh, I would like to answer this question first, um, and I would say I, I guess it was the right decision because they didn't really have any games that were utilizing the device to the, its full capabilities. I remember, I, I don't recall which game it was. Maybe it was Mass Effect 3, where they had some type of feature with Connect, Um where you can do stuff with the voice. I mean, when you have a game that's out there and utilizing the actual technology, then that actually makes it a lot better. Now, Connect by on its own, I, I thought Connect was fine. You know, a lot of times I would come home and I would just say Xbox on, and sure enough, the system would turn on. Um, so I thought that was that was a cool feature. Uh that I think it was uh life changing, absolutely not. But I just felt like they needed to utilize that device a lot more. And the thing about it is that when they released the Xbox One in the very beginning and they had Connect, uh, I don't really know what their in- internal plan was to actually have have for that device. Because, again, you know that the competition is $100 cheaper. So one would think that they would have a plan as to how they were actually going to use Connect to justify telling people, oh, yeah, you spent $100 more, this is what you're getting. I never saw that with any of the games they were working on. So um, I think it was a good decision to move away from it, make it cheaper so that they can actually compete uh, or actually just have a cheaper console in, in general. Um, but could they have done it better? Absolutely. Um, and I think it goes back to creating games, software that actually makes use of the hardware. Um, if they're not doing that. then it's, They're not doing it right, in my opinion. Dana, you have any thoughts on this topic?
3: Um, no. Uh, I mean, Max, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Connect. Uh, no, I, I just no.
0: Yeah, she said Xbox. No, that's uh, that's a good way <laughs> to put it. All right, so uh, <laughs> Max, uh, how about you? I know you have you are a diehard Xbox fan not a fanboy, A a fan we'll make sure we clarify that for those who <laughs> don't understand what do you think about this news with Connect? Eh,
4: i think it's been a long time coming i think we all kind of assumed it was dead in the first place and the, now that they've announced it it's like yeah cool maybe they'll move on to hololens or something like that now which would be i think that actually be pretty cool hololens has some potential um Ends were still kind of cool with the Connect. It had some cool ideas, like you guys were saying, but kind of like the Vita, it just wasn't really utilized super well, like its features and everything like that. Like the Connect could have been awesome, man. Like imagine a Star Wars game on the Connect. Like that would have been very dope. Not Connect Star Wars dancing, but an actual Star Wars game on the damn thing. But um, I remember when the thing first came out, and they had like Connect Adventures. I tried that out for a demo uh it worked well it worked fine but there's just nothing really there's like the Wii because they tried copying like Wii Sports and everything the Wii worked because it was still like something you could hold and it still like actually felt like you were kind of playing the sport in a very simplified way and you were still like moving around whereas with the connect, yeah, you're still moving around. Like Dance Central worked because you were dancing. But when they tried doing sports games, like they tried jet skiing and stuff. And I'm just kind of sitting there with my arms out, moving my wrist. Like, it's like, that's kind of dumb. Uh, I'd rather just use a controller at that point. Um, and a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the games that they tried to utilize connect with were kind of like that. Like that D4 game, remember D4? I, I believe that was a pseudo game. That's a cool game. But uh, And they touted it as, like, a connect game. I think it was a connect only game at one point. And, but, like, for connect, it really only used just, like, the hand control. So it was just kind of, I don't know. It was nice to have, I guess, a little quality of life features, but it wasn't something that I think anyone is
0: going to miss. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I agree. One thing I will say real quick, you mentioned that D4 game. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like about the game is the fact that Microsoft they did absolutely no promotion for that game whatsoever. I believe it. I believe it came out around Tokyo Game Show, and it was a situation where you just literally sign on Xbox. Oh, the game is now available to purchase. There was no advertising, no nothing. So that was very disappointing because I. I mean, in the beginning, I believe there was a trailer at their Xbox show, but after that, nothing else. So not good but uh yeah you're right good game um mr lugo any thoughts on this topic
2: Honestly, again, I'm in agreement that Connect wasn't really utilized all that well, and people just didn't really care about it. It's just it seems like you know this has been a long time coming. This should have been done a while ago. Just nobody really cared about Connect like that. The people that did tried to make it into a thing, or at least tried to enjoy it, but there wasn't really a lot there to enjoy. It caused more issues, and it made the console a little bit more expensive than what it needed to be at the time. So, at this point, No loss Lost
0: absolutely absolutely i agree and uh gary you had any any other thoughts on this particular topic
1: uh this really puts into perspective like just how much of a shitty person don matrick was you know when, <laughs> yeah, because they they put so much emphasis on the fact that the xbox one needs to connect like it can't function without it and now you know uh, later on down the line they brought out an option where you didn't have to have the connect And now they've just killed it completely so you know it really puts things into perspective how much we were lied to initially but yeah um as for the connect i agree with what max was saying you know it's there's only really so much you can do with that kind of technology because uh you know at some point you're just going to be waving your hands around and you know uh there's only so much you can do in a complex game like the the type of games we play like Assassin's Creed and you know things of that nature you need full control of what's going on you know on screen of your your character and everything and it's very limiting um to have something like the Connect. like there's you know there's there's not enough level of control there so you're only going to be able to um have like party games or you know in the case of Mass Effect Rich you were talking about how you can you can do the voice commands and stuff like that so it's very limiting to what you you can actually do with the connect so i guess like it just didn't make sense anymore for developers to include the functionality because you know people probably weren't even using it anyway um because ultimately connect is more of a party item like something you are you know you you use party games for like dance central and things of that nature so yeah, I just I just feel like the limitations kind of killed it in the long run, um, and I would like companies to focus less on creating the gimmick, you know, items and stuff like these gimmick peripherals, and focus more on making game experiences that are gonna have people buying your console more, like you know, because that's ultimately what we want from our game consoles. We want games that you know that are offering something original to us. And sometimes that can come from a peripheral, but if you're going to do that, then you have to support it in the long run. Um, and, you know, I knocked Sony earlier for the PSVR, but I can't do that without also, you know, knocking this move from Microsoft because I feel like they supported the Connect way more on the 360 than they did on the Xbox One, to be honest. Um, and yeah, it's a that's shame.
4: Yeah, They definitely did
1: yeah yeah for sure and it's a shame because you know this is stuff that people pay money for so you know uh it doesn't make us very confident when they do want to try something new and bring out you know peripheral you know you mentioned the hololens but why should i be confident in buying the hololens when that comes out when you know like years later we're, they they've killed the connect completely now so yeah um i think they just need to Focus on things that are really going to um, push the boundaries of the game experiences themselves instead of trying to sell us gimmicks that, you know, will die out eventually. Um, Nintendo seems to be the only ones that are good at supporting peripherals and, you know, these kind of gimmicky ideas in the long run because they had the Wii that sold for years. And now they have the Switch, which is kind of gimmicky a little bit. And that's doing really well right now. And Nintendo are really good at supporting these things. Of course, it didn't work out so well for the Wii U, but you know, you can't deny that with the Wii and now the Switch, they've, you know, they've shown that they're doing something original. And the three DS, you know, you can throw that in there too.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So I mean, I don't think it's pretty much else that could be said on Connect. I think you all have said, we all said pretty much the same thing. It's, it's about time that uh, they got rid of it. Um, it should be a cautionary tale for studios that if you're going to release hardware, make sure you have something to push it. In the case of PlayStation VR, I haven't really seen too many PlayStation VR titles yet that would convince me as to why anyone should buy PlayStation VR. Uh, but uh, Hey, there's some stuff coming apparently, so we'll see what that what that's all about. Inpatient, I'll give a shout out to Mister Fergus Mills. I know he said he's getting impatient, so I look forward to hearing what he thinks about that. But um, any other thoughts? on any other topics that you guys want to discuss before we uh, wrap up today's show? I'm good. You got anything, I'm good. Gary? Oh, Dana, what'd you say?
1: No, I said I'm good. Okay. Gary? Um, Not really. I just want to say Stranger Things Season 2 is really amazing. And that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, okay. So let me go ahead and say this real quick. This isn't necessarily related to gaming. Maybe we are going to do a show on Stranger Things in the future because, yeah, the show is awesome. I think we definitely could talk about that. It, obviously, not on this particular show, but... Uh, if you, I will just say, if you haven't seen Stranger Things season two and you've seen season one, I don't know what the, your excuse would be. You I'm need to it today, it.
2: boy. I'm getting hyped. Getting the that's popcorn
0: right. ready. I'm ready. That's right. Absolutely, you got to. Got to. Good times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if there's no other topics, I think that that's pretty much uh, our discussion for this week.
1: Uh, well, real quick, because Reggie will kill me if I don't do this. But I want to give a big shout out to Mrs. Wheeler from Stranger Things. <laughs> you know, she's, she's the the shining star of that.
2: I'm gonna that know series. the context of this very soon. I feel like I feel like there's something really hilarious there, and I'm just missing it.
0: I, I'm I, I'm I'm gonna say, Dana. Was you about to say something else? Yeah, go see Thor. Oh well, yeah, I can't wait. Fight. I'm ready for Thor. Oh my god, I can't wait. This, this Friday, and, and, let, and let me just say this: I I can't really say anything about this quite yet, but I'll just say this. Um, Stranger Things is great on next Netflix, but there is a show coming to Netflix very soon. Man, you need to see the show. I'll talk about that in the future. We'll talk about it in the future. I'll just say that. You already know what show I'm talking about, Dana, Gary, and Mr. Lugo. But uh, <laughs> that's uh that's 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 our show for this week. Um, if you guys have any final shout outs, uh, you can feel free to give them now. And I'm going to start with you, Mr. Lugo, uh, for your final shout outs.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, big shout out to everybody in the chat that's watching the live show now and everybody else that catches the archive later on. Thank you. Shout out to all the patrons for your guys' support. We really appreciate your guys' patronage, your guys' time, and all the support you've given us. Uh, big shout out to all the people at Make Games Miami for bringing me over there to Miami-Dade College. I really appreciate it. It was the first time speaking towards college students and stuff, so that was pretty surreal, pretty awesome. Uh, big shout out to Colin Moriarty for doing the one-on-one chat with me. Uh, again, humbled and and just like it was pretty freaking awesome just be able to chat it up with him for the time that we did that was cool and again just everybody else out there that supports the site that visits the the website checks out all the editorials all the reviews all the interviews all the videos that we do uh big thank you we really appreciate it hopefully we got some really cool bigger better things coming to you guys in the next like maybe couple weeks probably next month or so stay on the lookout there's going to be some awesome stuff happening
0: Absolutely. Uh, Dana, you have any final shout-outs that you would like to give? Shout-out to everyone listening. And also, um,
3: if you don't have a Switch or anything, still play Mario Run. I somehow got sucked back into that game. It's a great game. (laughs) That's what I believe.
0: Hey, may I have to check it out on my phone now. We'll see. Okay. Decent. <laughs> yeah, I like Mario Run. I have to check it out. Uh, how about you, Max? Any final shout-outs you like to give?
4: Uh, yeah, of course, echoing JJ and Dana. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into the chat. It's always a good time to talk with you guys every single time. You always keep us coming back every week talking about the most ridiculous gaming topics, even though this week's – we actually kind of had a chill week for once, which is kind of (laughs) nice because last month or so has just been almost a shitstorm in terms of the gaming industry and the world in general. So it was nice to have kind of a chill out week. It's always, always a good time. And thanks everyone for always checking out the site, checking out the channel. We thank all of you for all the stuff you guys do to support us. It's always great.
0: Absolutely. And I would like to give a shout out to all the Patreon supporters as well as everybody that watched the show today. We thank you for your continued support. Um, we do have quite a bit of more things coming. So definitely stay tuned. Uh, Cause yeah, there's, I mean, we are busy right now playing, reviewing games, but there's also some other stuff coming too. So stay tuned to the site for more. And uh, Gary, the floor is now yours.
1: Yep. So of course I want to give a big shout out to all of the Patreon supporters that's M. Collins, Sean Gority, Stephen Ferron, Mauricio Aguilar, Himdil, Fergus Mills, Llewelyn Leslie, Nicholas Alvarez, Miguel, and Mark. Uh, definitely look out for some some more, you know, exclusive things coming soon. I actually just published something uh, last night on the Patreon, and that was uh, it was something me and Richard recorded for Mark because Mark had a project. He reached out to us. Um, he wanted us to, you know, answer a few questions about, you know, running the coalition and stuff for his, his school project. So, you know, we recorded something and, you know, um, now we've exclusively published it on Patreon for everyone to listen to as well. But, you know, it's going to stay exclusive, so it's not going to be released publicly ever. So you can only listen to that, you know, if you are a Patreon supporter. And it's just our way of saying thank you. And definitely a big thanks to Mark as well for considering us for that project. So yeah, um, definitely check that out. And we're going to work on some other content to bring to you guys as well. We're going to bring the Ask TK back very soon. So look out for that. And um, yeah, shouts to everyone who joined us in the chat today as well. Reggie, Victor, Mark, Miguel, Wesley. um, Thanks for all of your interaction. And, you know, um, discussing all these crazy topics with us every week. And uh, big shouts to you guys as well for all your hard work, all the guys here on the cast today. Um so, Yeah, shouts to you guys. That's pretty much it.
0: Absolutely. Shout out to all of you. Yes. And uh that pretty much is it for this week. We will talk to you all next week. <laughs>